In this podcast, we plan to explore the depth of self-discovery, tackle fears, break free from judgments, and unlock the power that you hold within you because it's something that I've struggled with for the longest time. I know for me, when I went through some of the hardest things, what I needed was that community around me. And my hope is that this podcast becomes that place for you too. You can do all of the things you want to do and you don't have to have degrees and qualifications. You just have to show up as you. Welcome to a Road Less Doubtful podcast, leaning into the parts of you that have been hidden away. I'm your host, Emily Wilson. Hello, hello, and welcome back from a Road Less Doubtful. This would be the first full episode, and in this first episode, I want to welcome you to this extraordinary adventure and share with you the overarching themes of a Road Less Doubtful podcast. Together, I plan for us to delve into the depths of self-discovery, where the various aspects of lives, relationships, passions, purposes, etc. I am your host, Emily, I'm a single mum of three amazing girls, and I'm thrilled to embark on this journey with you. In this podcast, we plan to explore the depth of self-discovery, tackle fears, break free from judgments, and unlock the power that you hold within you because it's something that I've struggled with for the longest time. As a single mum of three beautiful girls, I understand the challenges and doubts that can arise when trying to navigate life's twists and turns. So this podcast is not only about sharing my story, but it's about creating a collective journey of self-discovery where we can support, inspire one another and step into our true potential. I know for me, when I went through some of the hardest things, what I needed was that community around me. And my hope is that this podcast becomes that place for you too. So with that said, who am I? Why have I decided to do this podcast? What qualifies me to do this podcast? Nothing. (laughs) Except experience. And a will and a want to share my stories to help you see that most likely my story is not much different to yours. And that you can do all of the things you want to do and you don't have to have degrees and qualifications. You just have to show up as you and believe that you have something to offer. Um, I didn't think I had anything to offer. I didn't think I had a voice that needed to be heard. And that came from past traumas, childhood, old narratives running, all of those kinds of things. But I definitely had a fire in my belly to not have that playing in my mind for so long and to push through that and become more of whatever that looked like for me. So I guess what I want to do in this episode is I don't want it to feel like just the Emily show today, but because this is the first podcast episode for A Road Less Doubtful, I thought it was only fair that you get at least a little bit of an insight into who you're listening to and what made her a little bit more of who she is today. And I probably won't get it all out. And I think some of the things in here, some of the major life events deserve an episode on their own. And I'm sure as we move along and we bring in some experts and we do things like that, um, and I have vulnerable conversations with other everyday women, salon chats that get recorded, you'll start to see more and more of, of who I am and I guarantee I'm going to change and grow alongside you guys watching. So my hope is that we do this together and by me talking and just being completely honest and real and unfiltered, that you have permission to do the same. Because again, 
when I went through all of the things which I'm about to discuss with you, having the conversations with the women that would come into my salon who were just so happy to share some of their experiences, I felt less alone. I felt really safe and I felt seen. And therefore, I feel like it's my job to pass that feeling on to the next person who might need it. So I decided to step into this to trust and niggle. And I think that's probably one of the key things I want you to remember. Every time you start to step outside your comfort zone is remember the feeling of that niggle and that pull and don't make you, let your mind run away with you because it's that feeling that got me from who I was to where I am now. My intuition I tried to bury. I overrid it so many times. Red flags that I saw continuously in so many situations that I justified. And then on the other side of it, I went, oh, you knew that. And it's building that strength within you that is so, so important. It's not questioning that intuition and we all have it and we it's it's a woman it's a woman's superpower I'm not going to lie like we innately have that capability we've just hidden it that's so now let's go back who's younger Emily and I'm going to waffle along and through my journey of baby me right through so the reality is I don't remember a lot of my childhood and that's something I'm working to work through. But I grew up in a small town called Tolgov on the Atherton Tablelands up near Cairns uh, until I was 11, at which time I moved down to Maribyrnong uh, with my mum and my younger brother because my parents separated when I was 11. I am the firstborn and I have all of the firstborn traits. I'm a, fe- I'm a perfectionist. I am an overachiever a people pleaser. I would like to say I'm a recovering version of those traits. They're still in there quite strong. My brother is two and a half years younger. I always thought he had it more together than me and I admired how disciplined and analytical he was. My dad came from an Italian background. He was a builder, business owner, entrepreneur. He followed his dad's footsteps as you do in an Italian family, kind of took on that role. And he was um, really, really good at at that. My mum My mum's from basically like my granddad was a police officer, went to the army, and then they were pig farmers. So she's from an Aussie, hardworking, small business running family. And my mum, up until 11, helped dad with his books, ran around with us, took us to everything and, you know, did the dinners and did did all of those things. Um, I guess as a child... I always felt like I had to be somebody else, especially around my dad. And that's hard for me to say on here, but I've done lots of work around that. But I felt like, and this is a little bit of the Italian family thing. Um, And yes, I'm stereotyping. That's just how I felt. My brother had it easier and I was always trying to get the attention Um or do the right thing. And so by doing that, I had to be a little bit more quiet. I had to do more chores around the house, kind of the the woman roles. Um, I had to ask less questions. So 
I still did that. I still tippy-toed around and I still was a little bit more quiet up until a few months before he passed away. And that was in 2014 and I was 23 and pregnant with my first child. So that was a lot of time I played quiet until I decided it was time to use my voice. Some of my favourite memories as a kid um, were water skiing on Lake Tinaru and I still love water skiing to this day. And again, it's something that I've realised by remembering who I am and travelling some of this self-doubt journey that I'm hoping to light up in you, that I loved water skiing and I still love water skiing and I love water sports and I love being out in the sun. Um, we also went on a big two-month holiday over to Italy and that is the one core memory that I remember nearly everything about, including the smell and the taste of the bread and the prosciutto sitting outside the Colosseum one day under a shady tree. Like I can remember that so, so clearly. And I think those things as a child, all of those things have obviously shaped me to be me now. Most of what I'm sharing with you about my past and my past views have only started to be shed in the last sort of three years. Um, but it's so exciting and it's so freeing. And even as I sat down to think about who I am and some of these insights, some of these things have shifted for me again. And I think that's really cool. So I guess firstly, why am I sharing the stuff around my dad and my brother? And to me, it's noticing the comparison because I feel like some of you will have that narrative as well. And it's learning to realize that you are okay as you and you're allowed to let go of those old identities and you're allowed to change. So I compared my brother and I had this myself. I had joy and I love spontaneity and I wanted to ask questions and I was excited for life and I would get really loud and boisterous. But they weren't my flaws. They were my superpowers. But I'd learned to hide them and quieten myself. And anytime they came up, I would find places in the world, in other people, where they would confirm that that was my truth until I could shift that internally. My beliefs around my dad and working and how love is shown and how I thought I didn't want to be successful or earn money because in that Italian family, they're earning money and it's to the detriment of the family. They're not home. He wasn't tucking me into bed. It wasn't uh, time in. It was providing. And that was how he was showing love. But my own self, my own narrative on that was he doesn't care. So these are the things that I started to believe. And then I never wanted a broken family and I never wanted to earn money. And I never wanted to be loud and have too much joy because I wouldn't be accepted. So you can see how these things play out and you lose you. How then you might get into a marriage and all of those different things. And you just continue down that same path. I think... You need to remember that you don't have to do it like anyone else. Honestly, like I compared how I was parenting to my mum, to my dad. I thought my mum was an amazing mum, but I don't want to be a mum like her because I don't want to be inside all day. I don't want to dedicate every waking moment to cooking and cleaning, right? But she did it her way. Thing is, we can all do it our own way. 
And I think one of the biggest things I'm still really trying to make stick is like, what if I'm the one doing it exactly right? Not the people I'm looking at, you know, and it's a really hard thing to think about because most of the time I'm looking to everyone else for advice. Instead, I have that internal compass, that internal GPS. It's like, what if I'm doing it exactly right? And others are looking at me as inspiration and I'm just over here doubting it all. Thing is, you are doing it right because it's your life and you get to do it however the hell you want. When starting my journey of self-discovery, I felt alone and lost. That's why I'm so incredibly dedicated to this podcast and passionate about building you a place of community to help you remember exactly who you were before life got in the way. So with that said, word of mouth is one way we can grow this community. So please share this with your friends and family. And so you don't miss an episode, I'd love for you to tap the subscribe button. Now, let's get back to the episode. Fast forward, obviously, to adult. I told you my dad passed away in 2014. And a pivotal moment was I called him one day because I found out that I was pregnant with our first daughter, Charlie. And so I contacted him and I said, hey, you're going to be a nono. And I was actually expecting him to get really mad at me, (laughs) even though I was 23, a grown adult, because I wasn't married. So I was waiting for that Catholic upbringing, all of the rest of it. But what came on the other end of the phone was undying. And that still hits me now. Because in that moment, so angry and so sad at the same time. And it makes you realize how short life is. My husband at the time and I had chosen to have Charlie outside of wedlock because we had just been to a funeral. And one of his best mates, who had three children, died in like suddenly. And we're like, you can make all of these plans. And yet, you don't know where it's going to end up. So we decided, hey, we love each other. We don't have to know everything. Let's just go. And then this phone call. And like I just said to you, dad was always focused on house and everything. And so you've missed out on so much of my life. And now you're going to miss out on seeing your first granddaughter, your first grandchild born. And I was so sad for him. I'm sure he was so sad too. But I guess like inside, I thought... He's going to realize too late. And I didn't want to realize too late. So that was probably the first catalyst. Um, Went on to have Charlie and my dad passed away 10 days after she was born. He never met her and I never made it up there for his funeral. Because Charlie's birth was a little bit traumatic. I couldn't fly. Um, I wasn't very well. And I've had a lot of doubt around that. But... Again, maybe for another episode. So much has changed since then and I've worked through a lot. And let me just tell you that my dad is 100% here helping me and show me the things that he figured out too late. Went through three pregnancies, 10 years of marriage, a lot of ups and downs and ebbing and flowing outside of business. So... Heath was a plumber, is a plumber, running in big nurseries. And when I was pregnant, when I first got pregnant, I said, I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. Thing is, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I can take that back a little further. 
So before I met Steve, I was working on cruise ship. So Emily grew up, went to Maryborough, did her schooling, got a bit picked on at school, had shitty skin. So all of those things, they, they shape you. Then I went down to Brisbane. I did my beauty therapy diploma and I decided I had a boyfriend who was cheating on me and I'm out of here. I'm starting a new life. So I packed up, went to England, studied at Steiner and jumped on the Disney cruise line for two years and traveled and had the most amazing, epic time ever. And it lit me up and I met so many people and it was incredible. But I came back after my second year and I said to mum, I really need to stop now. I'm 22. I need to get married and have children. But I really had to force myself to stop. It wasn't what I really wanted now that I look back at it. It was what I thought I should do. And that freaking word should. It was the best laid plan that I had in my head. Get married, have kids, make sure you have them all by 30. That way, when you finish work at 50s, kids will grow and you get your life. Honestly, really? Wow. Talk about mindset shift. So this is what I thought, even though travel 100% is something that is like number two, one, two in my values. And I squashed it because of a narrative that wasn't even my own. So I would say to you right here, if you're listening to that, please check what is your narrative and what is somebody else's. So now let's fast forward again. And I am now pregnant. And I said to my husband, I just want to be a stay at home mum and have, have the kids. But we have a couple of children. It's stressful. He's working. I'm cooking. I'm super creative. I am a people person. I'm quite an extrovert. I love connection. And I'm at home talking baby talk, which I loved. And I miss, but I missed adult connection and I missed creating and I missed contributing to something more but it was very hard for us to find our balance after that and a lot of other things happened and that is an episode for another time when I'm ready to talk about that but after three children we ended it and so that was a whole other level of me opened up but I'm also going to backtrack one more time. And now you have no idea what this timeline is, right? <laughs> but you're still getting an insight into who I am. During the marriage, uh, after baby number three, in 2015, I bent over to take a photo of my daughter and I could not walk. I ended up in hospital back surgery in order to actually be able to walk. And that took its toll and that slowed my business down. I was basically working from the front room of my house, just getting to play, dip my toe in, build a clientele, chat to people, get creative, do brows, do makeup and be home with my children. But then these events would happen and it would set me back and I couldn't do them. And so I had that. And then in 2017, so that's then three years after 
having my last baby. My business was going really well and it was time for me to increase my cosmetics line that somewhere in that timeline I had created. And I went to Hong Kong with my mum. He stayed with the girls. And after the first night, I woke up in the middle of the hotel room. By the way, it was a Disney hotel. And I said, I don't feel well. And I passed out and I broke my face in three places. That was one of the, actually, that was the most horrific experience I have had to date in my life. Because one, you're in a foreign country. Two, I woke up to some of my teeth on the floor, blood everywhere, and my mum screaming. Now, my mum's a nurse. Was a nurse, I should say, sorry. So generally, she's pretty calm. She couldn't tell me if I was going to be okay. I had no idea what had happened except that I'm laying in a pool of my blood and the first thing I said to my mum was, I am so selfish. I've come here for my work and I may never see my children again. And that thought alone held me hostage for years because I thought it was all my fault and how dare I want something for me. So I came back home. I'll leave out all the horrificness that was that timeline and share that with you another time. And all of the all of the trauma around looking different and not knowing whether you will smile at your child again and hoping that when you come home they can fix it and you'll be okay. I had facial palsy. I had all of the things. I had to say goodbye to my kids once I arrived home. Heath brought them down and I said goodbye to them in case I didn't come through my surgery. Hey guys, if this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag myself at a road less doubtful. And if you're ready to lean into the parts of you that have been hidden away and start your road to less doubt and have way more fun, I'd love for you to join our community of like-minded women who build each other up inside our free Facebook group. Tap the link in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you on the inside and travel this journey together. But I came through my surgery. Took me a while to smile again because of my facial nerves. Oh, so great. was so grateful that my husband was still there and he still loved me, that I was with my children I was home, I was healthy, I was alive, life was good. But on the flip side of that, life was short and the life I'm living wasn't them living up to the potential of the person I knew I could be. And it wasn't lighting me up, but I felt really selfish again for wanting anything more than what I had because the last time I wanted more for me, I nearly died. So I've had to work through that while trying to navigate then what that meant for a relationship with my husband who didn't go through that. He went through a different version of that as did my mum. So my mum had then her beliefs about me working because of how she was a mum and then how I should be a mum to my kids because if I don't, I'm not a good mum. So I had all of that coming at me plus trying to hold on to my own beliefs. That's pretty much where doubt schmout was. I hadn't separated yet. A couple of years passed. Two years, actually. 2019, 
and I went to a Kerwin Ray event. I just needed some passion, some be around people so lit up by life. And I went down and Dash Mount was born. I realized that with all of these conversation, with all of these women that we're all the same, and we all have this narrative somewhere in there that it's too selfish to work on us because we're mums. Uh, from whatever our belief patterns are, from, you know, pre-kids, when we were kids, uh, whether we were raised, all of the things. And so I brought that back and no one believed in Dachmau. I'd asked them, I wanted them to validate that it was a good idea, um, but no one saw the vision except one lady, one of my customers. She's like, Emily, no one else needs to know the vision, only you. So with that, I rolled out that Schmout, created shirts. It's now on cards. And it's something that women, including myself, can tell themselves when they feel stuck or feel in fear. It's just that inner dialogue. It can just be that trigger word that pulls you out of self-doubt, stops your mind going into overdrive, and switches you back into the feeling of what it is you are trying to achieve. So I did all of that. COVID happened, my business closed for a while. I realized I really love working. And when I was home with my kids, I had no idea who I was again. So I had to relearn who Emily is. Then at the end of 2020 in November, that was when I separated from my husband. And I had to freaking pull it together and overcome so many of those narratives of holy crap, you can't do this on your own. And I did. And that's how I ended up here. And I'm not going to go down the big whirlwind of the separation. But what I can tell you is I went from somebody in November 2020 who had no idea how to hold onto her house, who had one staff member working one day a week in her cosmetics tattooing business and knew that she had to feed her kids and did not want to have to live paycheck to paycheck or lose the house and not know how to make money because the, ha- the business was attached to the house. Hello, hello, it's Emily here. You guys may have heard me talk about human design and will continue to do so throughout my podcast because it's helped me to expand my life using it as a tool along my journey. If you would like to take your first step on a road to less doubt, then download your own free personalized human design chart by clicking on the link in the show notes. Then as you follow along on socials or the podcast, you'll be able to integrate this and gain more clarity of who you are and remember who you came here to be. Lastly, I'd love for you to join our community of like-minded women inside our free Facebook group. All links are in the show notes. All right, back to the episode. So in three years, I've now grown that business to have four staff. I have my house. I work another job. I've ha- I will, well, actually tomorrow I leave for Bahamas, but by the time this airs, I will have been to Bahamas. I went to Ireland on my own this year. And in November, I go to Bali. So three overseas holidays. And in November 2020, I had no idea how I would ever have a holiday again. That comes with a lot of growth and self-trust and all of those things that I hope to instill in you as we move forward in all of these different episodes. So I think that's enough about me for now. We will 
go through my separation in detail, I'm sure one day. We'll go through my jaw break because these are relatable stories. But I, my plan is to share so many other people's relatable stories, women that come into my cell, cell on those everyday conversations that just shift your perspective and make you see that you're not alone. So throughout all of the podcast episodes, we're going to confront the fears that hold us back and the judgments that taunt us. We're going to chart a course towards personal growth and we're going to learn to embrace the uncertainty and take the risks and step outside our comfort zones. My aim is that we can break free from the mediocrity that we think we deserve and unlock our inner power and pursue a life filled with passion and fulfillment. We'll have a mixture of episodes ranging from everyday conversations with other women, just as we're going about our day-to-day lives, episodes of my own brain dumps, which, you know what, I might apologise to you for now because it's a little bit waffly like this, but it's who I am. Then we'll also bring in guest experts who will share their knowledge, insights, experiences to enrich our journey of self-discovery because we all help each other. And then we get to apply that to our own life and step into our true potential. So join me, please, as we embark on this incredible adventure of self-discovery. Together we can learn and grow and unravel the layers that hold us back so that we can live a life a lot more aligned with who we should be and let go of who we thought we had to be. So until the next episode, shut that mind off, feel into that gut, trust that intuition, hit the subscribe button, and I look forward to chatting to you next time. See you later, guys.